This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Puka Nakua is that dude, Zach. Okay. Yeah. Nine catches on 10 targets for 163 yards and the game-winning touchdown in overtime. It just gets better for this dude. Okay. And what he is doing over the first four weeks of his career is absolutely remarkable. You know, if you took Cooper Cup's 2021 record-breaking season, he's outpacing Cup in receiving yards. Okay. And we're not, this is not rookies. This is NFL players, okay? This is fucking crazy, dude, okay? Cooper Cup apparently is going to be activated uh, for his 21-day practice window coming off the pup this week. He could be active for week five or not. You know, we'll find out this week. Uh, Regardless, though, it looks like Puka is a damn good player, okay? So there's no way he just goes away, okay? If you sell Puka right now, you know, don't sell him with the premise that he just takes this huge hit and is like, either not fantasy relevant or like he just isn't as good of a starter, whatever, like you cannot sell him for peanuts. So you can't sell him for even like more than peanuts. You can't sell him for cheap. Okay. I I just don't think that happens, you know, personally, like he'll take a hit, but he's going to be a wide receiver too, at the very least, in my opinion. Okay. Let me ask you this question that I'm sure you're not prepared about at all. Even I don't really have a real answer for this question. Okay. When, when, when it is going to be a tough one, when Cooper Cup comes back, who do you think you'd rather have, Puka Nakua or Nico Collins? That one's really tough. I think I'm going to go with Nico Collins right now, and the reason I'll say that is because we see that the Texans' offense is good. We see that he's being targeted downfield. We know that he's going to be, you know, the wide receiver one in terms of workload guaranteed, at least every few weeks, if not most weeks. You know what I mean? With Puka Nakua, we don't really know what it's going to look like with both him and Cooper Cup in the lineup. And that's the thing that's scaring me. I'm not worried about Puka Nakua as a player or fantasy asset. He's going to have value. And I will piggyback off of what you said. I will say, do not let people talk you down on his value by saying, oh, Cooper Cup's coming back. No. Puka Nakua mm-hmm. is his own player at this point. You know, He's not going to be yep. dependent on Cooper Cup's presence not being there to produce. But I yes. do think that he does take that hit. That might put him, I think, in that same range as Nico Collins, where the highs are going to be a bit higher for Nico Collins and maybe Puka Nakua, because Cooper Cup's going to be taking a lot of work. So that's just how I look at it in a nutshell right now. Obviously, I, I could be completely wrong, but I think by the time Cooper Cup is back and they're you know splitting that workload, 
Nico Collins and Puka Nakua are going to be in that same stratosphere of receiver, but I think Nico Collins has a chance to have more boom weeks than Puka Nakua, who I think is going to be really solid. You know, he's going to have wide receiver one weeks himself, but I don't think it's going to be quite as often as Nico Collins. Preach, Zach. I feel like I'm in church right now. I think I'm with you. <laughs> I think I'm with you on that one. Um, let's see. Kyron Williams, another huge game. 25 carries, 28 total touches, 72% of snaps, RB1 rest of season. Am I right or wrong? No, you're right. 100%. <laughs> There's nothing to say. Like we talked about his usage. It was ridiculous last week. You know, he didn't have, he had his first quiet game, but he had 100% snap share. Like if this is the type of usage he's going to get, like what do, really do you think, what more is there to say? Like it's is funny because we have, question? yeah. Sorry, I, I I don't know if you saw this, dude. Like I saw it. Like you, I because because I have Kyron Williams on a few fantasy teams. Did Kyron <laughs> right. Williams like I saw him limping off the field at the end of the game, but Ooh. I can't find anything on it at all. So maybe good. it was just me. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, right. Just, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, uh, you know, and and that's what kind of prompted um, uh, what's his name. Um, Ronnie Rivers, Ronnie Rivers to, to come. I mean, Ronnie Rivers was like kind of involved throughout the game a little bit, like you know, because well, um, you know they, they wanted to make sure that Kyron was you know w- was good to go and like stays healthy for the entire year, which is like what you want to see. Honestly, you don't want Kyron to play 100 percent of snaps, but like I, I, I yeah. saw him like l- kind of like limp off the field. Like I'm hoping it was because like his shoe came off. Like that yeah. that that could have been it, and that's possibly why I didn't hear anything about it afterwards. So I don't want to scare anybody. And maybe I should just cut this part out of out of this out of this episode. Leave it, leave like, it. I, just, I just wanted to ask you if you saw that, and I, it sounds no. like you didn't. No, I, I didn't see that. And okay. the thing about this, you know, okay. I, I'm not I'm not worried about that being the case with Kyron Williams. I think the reason you we also saw Ronnie Rivers. I think not just because Kyron Williams might have been injured. You know, this phantom injury that we're talking about. I think it's also because you have to remember the Rams were up 29. Was it 23? It was 23 to eight at a certain point in this game. Or it was 20 yeah. to nothing, I think, at halftime. So this was a completely positive game script for the Rams for most of the game before the Colts put up that comeback attempt. So, like, Kyron yeah. Williams did his work. He got his two touchdowns. And then once they're up, why would you run your, your running back into oh, the 100%. third? Especially 100%. if they plan to use him the rest of the season. So I think that also has something to do with Ronnie Rivers getting some extra run. And that's that's fine with me, like you mentioned. I'm not worried about Kyron Williams. But the thing that really stands out to me is we have two guys like this on one offense through four weeks. Like Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua were not guys we were thinking about at all. You know, even as early in, in training camp, nobody was even saying these guys' names. And they're both on the same offense. And now they're both weekly starts, top 10 starts at that, at their positions. It's just hilarious to me on the Rams. Like, who would have thought? Yeah, yeah. And and I have them on the same team on a few fantasy on a, in week one, after week one, I actually spent a good amount of fab on both these guys, and I ended up winning them, winning their bids in a, in a bunch of leagues, and it ended up working out. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how, how how it ends up. I I want to I want to feel some offers for Puka just to see like you know what like what I can get. Like, can I get a wide receiver one? You know, um, rest of the season is it possible? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm holding for sure. Would you do? Um, sorry, yeah, go question. Ahead. Would you do? And I know this is probably going to be an easy answer, but I'm interested. Puka Nakua yeah. for Amon Ra St. Brown State, straight up. Yeah, I think I would do Amon Ra. Yeah. The only reason I ask I Amon Ra is because he hasn't had that huge game yet. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. He hasn't had the Puka Nakua type game, uh, but we know he's I, a solid I receiver. I don't think he will either. You know? 
Like, I don't think he will have yeah. that, like, 150-yard game. That's just not who he is. You know, he's like that nine catch, 110 yards, and maybe a touchdown, right? That's, like, who who Amon Ra is. And I'll take that every week, you know, because that's, like, a low-end oh, yeah. wide receiver one right there all day yeah. long, you know, so I'll take it. Um, Anthony Richardson, you know, like you mentioned, they came back in that game. He threw two touchdowns, ran for one, two great fantasy days in his first, in his two full games. Right, it would have been a perfectly fine fantasy day in week two when he played only thirty-two percent of snaps. Like I would have taken that too, honestly. Uh, so there's a good chance Anthony Richardson is the top five fantasy quarterback this year, man. And, and this is why yeah. he was a buy low over the last two weeks. Um, it's because of this. And if you did buy, if you if you did end up buying low, you already reaped the benefits of that. Even if I didn't reap the benefits this week, you know it could have happened. But the fact that he's already doing this now, like within the first few weeks of his career. It is amazing to see. And, like, you know, the fantasy points are going to be there. And this wasn't his best passing day. Like, Michael no. Pittman didn't do anything in this game. But, and we, 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 we talked about this coming into the week that he had a tough matchup. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Anthony Richardson made it happen for fantasy. Yeah. And he almost, you know, he, he came back. He, he, led, he led a comeback. You know, he didn't end up being successful, but he let it come back and, and it worked right. out. He didn't even get to see the field, I don't think, in overtime, if I'm right. I, I don't think he got that yeah. chance. It was like Josh allen that So he could have had an even bigger day. But the thing about me, like Michael right. Pittman, you know, it's not an indictment on Michael Pittman this game. He only had five targets. That, what's, that's what happens when your quarterback only completes 11 passes on the day. And that's nothing against Anthony Richardson either. It's just the way the game was going. Michael Pittman had the highest target share of any receiver here. So that's nothing to worry about with him. It was just one of those days. But Anthony Richardson, the big thing for me, like – He's had a rushing touchdown, at least one, in all three games this season. Like That's exactly what you want, and that's exactly what we were hoping we would get with Anthony Richardson when we said he could have that upside to be a top-five quarterback. That's what's going to get him there. And so far, he's delivering in that department. And then also, and talk about Anthony Richardson's game uh, uh, two weeks ago against Houston. He said he, had, he was on his way to an, uh, a fine start, uh, a fine finish in week two. He played, what, a quarter and four minutes or something before he got hurt. He had two rushing touchdowns in that game. If he finished that game, <laughs> I think we'd be looking at the top quarterback finish of the year in that game. But that's just <laughs> right, so like right. this is the type of upside we're talking, and it's kind of – it's even still masked, I think, by this finish that he had. Obviously, he was QB2 in the week pending Monday, Monday Night Football and tonight. But I'm just saying, like, this is the upside that you wanted with Anthony Richardson. We're getting it. So, like, you're in really good shape if you have him. Hundred percent. By the way, the plan is to activate Jonathan Taylor's twenty-one day practice window this week, similar to what the Rams are doing with Cooper Cup. We'll see if they activate Taylor for for the Week Five game and see if he plays for them. Right? Like they could keep him inactive this week. They could keep him inactive for Week Six as well. Um, they could continue to search for a trade if they trade him. You have Zach Moss as an awesome fantasy asset the rest of the way. If they don't trade him, Zach Moss turns into a pumpkin. If you trade away Moss right now and they trade away JT, you're going to feel like shit. Okay, so this is a judgment call, right? Like, if if I had to guess, do they trade JT? My guess is no. I would lean towards no. But it's very possible that a team swoops in and does end up trading for him, okay? Because he's going to be off of pup. Right. So it's yeah. possible, man. So it's it's kind of tricky, you know, with Zach Moss. Like, you know, do you trade him away? Do you keep him? If I can trade away Moss for like another RB2, it's most like most likely you're not going to be able to do that. 
right? Because yeah. there's a lot of risk there. So why would another person with an RB2 trade for Zach Moss? It wouldn't make any sense. Um, so, you know, that that that's a concern there. I, if I had Zach Moss right now, I, I'd probably, you know, just hold. Because even in a trade, like, what do you, what can you even get? Right. So just hold him right. at this point. Like if you were going to trade him, the the time to trade, the time that the time to trade him would have been before this past week or the week before that. But at this yeah. point, you just hold. That, that, that's what it is. Like at that point, if you traded him a week or two ago, you know, Jonathan Taylor coming back is far enough out in the distance that the person getting him is like, all right, I can at least get a week or two out of this guy. You know, like that's exactly. what you're dealing with with Zach Moss. But at this point now somebody's going to get the butt end of this trade and that's what sucks that's what makes it really hard to move him because either the person that has him is going to get a butt end butt end of it and they're trying to move him for that reason or the person that's going to take him on is going to get the butt end of it because jonathan taylor comes back and he plays for the colts and that's going to make it tough for them to want to trade for him so like you mentioned you can do your best to move him if you want if you have him i would maybe consider moving him because you know i, I think that jonathan taylor is going to play for the colts but at the same time, like I completely understand if you want to stay. So we're offering you know groundbreaking perspective here, saying that it's a judgment call, but that's literally what it is. <laughs> you know? Like there's nothing you can really do about this situation. I, I think Zach Moss, if you have him, you're happy with what you've got from him, and you're happy to ride him out if you need to. But you know you're not gonna be able to trade him for anything. I think at best people might pick him up as a very light addition to a bigger piece in a trade. You know, I think that's your best chance of moving him. And at that point, like, what's the point of moving him? Like, just keep him in case Jonathan Taylor moves. There's upsides and downsides to all of it. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 